We got some breeze beats. We got some breeze beats. They're coming in hot, so ready or not for breeze bits. Mmm, bits. I'm in a cabin in the woods. It looks, trying to find myself. It looks like you're a old comedy venue in the East Village. <laughs> cabin with a K? Cabin with a K. For those Brazerbacks who aren't familiar with Cabin, it was it was a pretty popular show. And I guess, what, the early 2010s? Yeah. In the East Village, Cash Cabin with a K. I did one show there. It was amazing. Small little room. Packed people on top of each other. It would be uh, not great in coronavirus times, but I don't think it was ever. It, it got shut down and then it never got reopened or taken over by a new place. No, it's sitting there. I think it now is something. Is recently, it? though, but it was clo- it closed for like five years and it, it was nothing. I saw Hannibal Burris there. One of the shows there was like a big deal. It was one of the bi- best shows in the city. Uh, I think I saw Aziz there too. Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, it clo- I did one show there once, but it was a like it was a it wasn't good. Plenty, of, a bunch of open mics though too. It was a a place that couldn't exist now because of coronavirus. Which sucks. There's a lot of places like that. It's going to be a whole new world, especially with comedy. That's right, and it's going to be a whole new Braze Bits episode. We've been cooking this whole time. Love to cook. Felt like we were cooking, but didn't know we were cooking. Welcome to Braze Bits, everybody. Episode 36. The old six times six is? 36. <laughs> wow. That's our multiplication times table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's one of my favorite multiplication tables, and it's a perfect one for Braze Bits because it's six times six, 36. A little, uh, little rhyme dime. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, I'd say my top two times table things are six times six. I also love a good eight times eight. Love an eight times eight. I like anything times zero. I, don't, I think that's it's deceiving. It sounds cool, but then it, it it's, it's only all, zero. It's all style. It's no substance. Agent Zero, Gilbert Arenas, Hibachi. It, it seems cool, but then it's always nothing. It is literally nothing. It's but nothing's everything. It, but it's nothing. But it could be every zero is all. It's all of it. We're both. It's Adam right. Adovino. We're both. It's the big right. O. We're both right. <laughs> we are both right. Welcome to Braze Bits, episode thirty-six. It's great to be here. Happy, happy for another episode with you, Lance. We're really grinding here in the virtual pod kitchen. We are grinding in the virtual pod kitchen. I mean, when we started the virtual pod kitchen, it was the end of March. I thought it would be six weeks at the most. This is most. The pod has been mostly a virtual pod now. Yeah, I don't remember times of doing the pod in person. PIP. I don't Imagine know. when we get back into person, how different level of pod shape. I feel like we've been, we've been swinging a bat with a weight on it. I think it'll be good times, tables. It will. Times, if you think this is a good podcast, times that by six. Yeah, or eight. <laughs> or zero. <laughs> or zero. That wouldn't, be, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be a bad podcast. But yeah, it, you're right. We are swinging. It, it, it is like swing the bat with the weight on it it is conversation i was reading something about conversation and about how we're losing something i mean we're we're conversational gurus obviously yeah we're comedy chefs we're cooking we're 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 meant for the chemistry we're we're meant to be in person vibing off of our energy yeah so if you think this is good then that's awesome 
<laughs> yeah, there's nothing like an in-person pod, though. I mean, I feel like we've been, we've been. I think the pod's getting better that we're doing it virtually. But once we're in the same kitchen using the same skillet, it'll be fan- fan- absolutely phenomenal. You want to get into some meal prep while we're in the kitchen? In the virtual yeah, kitchen? Yeah, let's get into. I only have one thing. I wanted to to I guess uh, send my condolences to Regis Philbin. Uh, egregious. Regis, yeah, Regis Philbin died, and we got uh, a few episodes ago. Our, our episode title was Egregious Philbin, and we got that one in right at the buzzer. Absolutely, it was a buzzer beater halftime. It was not at halftime. I think it was an overtime buzzer beater to win the game, win the championship. I was a big Regis Philbin fan. Uh, watched Regis and Kelly, Regis and Kathy Lee. Who wants to be a millionaire? He was my, probably one of the best guests of all time on uh, Letterman. Letterman used to always make fun of him, but he used to love it and laugh it off. He was an absolute legend, iconic. Who wants to be a millionaire? That's pretty good, Regis. He pronounced millionaire different. Millionaire. Yeah. Uh, the thing about Regis is he is the original save it for the pot. What do you so mean? So he had this classic thing. And it made him look bad, and I also think it's kind of sociopathic, but he said he would never talk to Kelly Ripa unless they were on air. He Interesting. Was, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I think that's a good idea. I mean, it's kind of, it's very psychopathic, but uh, it's saving, saving it, for, he, saving it for, the, for the live, they want that live energy. They're doing a five days a week, a live show. You gotta, you gotta save it for the show. He's saving it for the pod. That is pretty wild, though, that they never spoke. I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I read it somewhere, so who knows if it's true, but it sounds like it's true. Yeah. Those shows always have interesting dynamics. Like, Kelly and Michael Strahan had some kind of beef. There's yeah, Michael, some... Michael Strahan left, right? Yeah. They didn't end on good terms. I love that drama. Yeah. I don't... That drama stuff, I'm like, I don't... I, I, I don't... I don't I, you don't soup up that hot gas? You don't like a spoonful, a nice spoonful of hot gas? Ryan Gosling? I feel like every now and then, um, like I was interested in the, for some reason, Jay Cutler's divorce. Yeah, that was, that was interesting because they were in the Bahamas. It was during Corona. I think, I did, yeah, I think Jay Cutler's an interesting person. Like, I think he's misunderstood because he seems, his body language indicates someone who doesn't care. Right. And I'm always fascinated by how the system of the media takes something and puts it on public perception. I mean, he was in sports. He was like that too. Remember he was, he injured or there was something with one of the NFC championship games and he sat out the he second half. Out. Yeah. yeah. There's also a great website called uh, smoking Jay Cutler where they photo photoshopped a cigarette in his mouth and it looked perfectly like he was just having a casual cigarette on the sidelines. I remember that. It was a classic. That was like before memes. Yeah. Very well done. Also, the best beef sandwich, chicken Jay Cullet. Yeah, nice. My, I got one meal prep from the uh, the pod father himself, Stevie Qh, Stephen Quickhands. He uh, enjoyed the last episode. He was taken aback by my eruption about the Altoids. Um, he thought that was a bit cruel. Uh, no regrets. But he's he's very happy about the joy of the jelly rings. But he said that uh, missed out on Junior Mints and also chocolate covered halva. Halva's Sorry, good. I didn't, I didn't think of Halva's good. I haven't had, like, I feel like I haven't had it enough for whatever reason. Like, when I was little, I didn't love it. And then at some point, I was like, what am I doing? This is amazing. And <laughs> It's then, great. Yeah. But you don't have it that often. I feel like I have maybe at most twice a year. And no. that's something I'll ever get go out and, like, get myself. Exactly. And it's rare. People don't know about it. I feel like if you're not Jewish, people are like, what is that? 
you know Economy Candy, which is a great candy store on the Lower East Side. They have halva. Nice. Homemade? I, I'm not sure. Uh, but one time I was talking to the – because one of my tours, I stopped there. And he's like – I had it once and it was good. And he's, he was like, you got to talk about the halva. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a hell of a time. Halva and the gila. Halva, nice. halva, halva. I always – halva. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh, the Altoids rant. I thought that was one of the – that was one of my favorite all-time pod moments. Really? Yeah. I, I thought I, – I enjoyed it as well. Um, it would have been even more of an eruption if Altoids were on your actual list of top candies. That would have – it would have been unbelievable. I'm so glad you didn't, and I'm also so glad that I – we introduced that segment where I can, I can talk to Kate and she gives me a little bit of background. Yeah, I think that's a good segment because I do feel like there you and Kate have some similarities and sometimes you do get riled up about when I have like <laughs> a, a an outrageous take. Yeah. The riling up is similar. Sure. So it's I love to see that. You love to see that. Yeah. We can commiserate together. Yeah. Sweet sauce. Should we get into a, a question or do, do we do a highlight? I don't know. I feel like what do you think? I mean, we could we could decide right now. I, I was thinking maybe we do the questions together. We have two questions this week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, our, our two Razorbacks who did send in questions. Um, if you do want to send in a question, Bracebits Instagram, DM us, or email us at Bracebits at Gmail. I feel like let's just do them back-to-back. Let's bang them out. Should we do them now? Should we do them later? Now and later? Let's do them now. Why not? Let's do them now. All right. They're fresh. Let's fresh keys. Let me uh, pull them up. Hold on. I got one right in front of me. Want me to go for it? All right. Yeah, let's do it. First question is from Nate and Podshape. Great question here. If you were Attorney General Bill Barr, Bill Bard, from living in New York City for some reason, where would you live? Yeah. Shout out to Nate and Podshape. I do know who Nate and Podshape is. Uh, It's a great time. Great to have Nate in pod shape. I, I is, didn't, he, is he actually in pod shape? I didn't know that Nate in pod shape was like really a Brazerback. So that's like, it's always like, oh, this person who you know listens to the pod actually is a Brazerback. It's cool. It's fun. That's yeah. always a fun revelation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. And obviously, you got to love a Attorney General Bill Bard. Love that. In there. Great reference. Yeah. Don't love Bill Bard, but I love the reference. Love the pun. Big pun. Well, I'll, I'll go for it. I, I I thought about this a lot. There's I have two answers. One is like a realistic answer, and the other one is like if I uh, if money wasn't a thing, and I and I just wanted if I just chose based on like my favorite city in the world, which is Amsterdam, which we talked about in our top city episode. I would choose to move to Amsterdam. It's my favorite city. Uh, I love the hustle and bustle, everything about it, the art, the the energy of the city is untouchable. But if we're talking about real life, if I had to move somewhere outside of New York City, I'd move to Los Angeles. Probably because it's the other, it's the, probably the number two comedy city in, in America. Uh, I'm not done with stand up. I'm still in love with that that goddamn career, unfortunately. I'm still going after the golden goose of stand up comedy. I don't even know what that means, but um, I would probably move to LA, keep pursuing stand up. So I also love the beach. Access to the beach is pretty sweet and great weather. Not saying that I'm ever going to move to LA and I don't really want to, but if for some reason Bill Bard, Bill Bard, Bill Bird me from New York City, I'd go to Los Angeles. Yeah, that's it. That's 
probably the most practical answer. I was yeah. thinking, I mean, I've been in the city for the virus and the the virus makes you crave being in New York City during the virus has made me crave nature way more than any stage of my life. I think it's also a little bit getting older. You appreciate nature a little bit more. Um, so I've been having this kind of loose dream about just like moving to a farm and living on a farm. I can see that. Yeah. I can definitely see that. And are, are you an outdoors guy? Could, could you raise a, could you like do a farm though? So I don't, so I grew up in the suburbs and I spent most of my, all my, all of my adult life in the city. Um, I haven't spent a ton of time in like rural areas, but I feel like, I feel like I would learn relatively quickly. I mean, farming itself is really like really, really involved. You can't just jump into farming. Exactly. Um, but I think in terms of like general nature, outdoor stuff, I think I would be more adaptable than a lot of, uh, a lot of city folk. Can you chop down a tree? I never tried. Can you chop wood? I could. Can you start? Can you start a fire without a light? No. Wow, that's big. But I could, I could withstand a lot of like physical uncomfort. In, in uncomfort, is that a yeah? Is that uncomfortable? Something? Being uncomfortable? Yeah, I feel like I, I have a high discomfort. Pain. I have a high discomfort tolerance. Yeah, I could see you on a farm. Yeah. So, but that's, I think, and then if, again, if I could sort of your answer of, uh, in terms of like, if I could live anywhere, I love New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I think it'd be fat. I don't know what I would do in New Orleans. That would be a problem to be a tour guide in New Orleans. You actually have to live there for two years. They have the strictest, most strict, uh, tour guide regulations. Comedy is it. There's not really much of a comedy scene there. So that would be a, um, a downside. Another place I would I think would be really cool to live is Montreal. Montreal actually does have a bit of a comedy scene. Um, yeah. So those are the two play, those two cities I think that are the most interesting, and I would be very interested in living there. Um, yeah, but I, nah, some I'm, good answers. Yeah, the problem I feel like a lot of my career stuff are so tied up in New York. I mean, there's some stuff I do that I don't necessarily need to be here, but um, right. Comedy. Luckily, I don't. I don't think we'll ever get wiped. New York City is not getting wiped out off the map. No, but I thought. I thought I did like the question, and it's a great uh, question. I, I think about you know you always got you always think about doomsday, doomsday, apocalypse. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about you always think about like oh what if I lived somewhere else? What would that be like? I think everyone has those thoughts. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So number two, love this name. Uh, this is, uh, from, and this is a great question. Uh, so this is from the secret life of Alex Wack Goldberg (laughs) and the secret life of Alex Wack Goldberg says Lance talked about Santa a few episodes ago. I'm interested as two Jewish guys. What was your relationship to Santa? Did your parents tell you he was not real? I'm a young dad and my son loves Santa the past few weeks. He hasn't stopped talking about him. He's four, so there's no real problem, but it's got me thinking about when I'll have to drop that bomb and how you guys might have seen your friends react to the news when you were little. Wow. Great question. Phenomenal question. Um, and, and tough. 
I don't remember what you were you're, you were talking about Santa like on the pot. I don't remember. What yeah, the it was, was it was something with uh, my dad how he like told us to leave out cookies for Santa even though oh, yeah, Santa yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. coming. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I don't have like the the best answer, but I I I was always jealous when I was younger growing up about my friends being able to celebrate Christmas. I feel like I kind of always knew Santa wasn't real. I don't know. I don't remember anyone ever telling me. Like outright, the Santa wasn't real. I think I just kind of figured it out. Uh, Summer Sanders, though, one of my uh, friends who's Catholic, his younger brother was like fooling around in front of a movie theater in front of these, and this like big kid came over to him and like I guess he was being loud and told him Santa wasn't real and like rocked his world. He started crying and he lost it. So like, finding out like that is not the best way. I don't know the right answer. I would, if he's Jewish, I would just tell him, tell him sooner than later, break the bubble. Yeah. It didn't sound. I don't think he's Jewish. Is that uh, Jewish? I actually don't know. I don't know who the Secret Life of Alex Wack Goldberg is. <laughs> no either. He said, "I'm interested as two Jewish guys. What was your relationship to Santa? Did your parents tell you he's not real? I'm a young dad, and my son loves Santa. He doesn't specify it. I assume since he loves Santa, he's probably then I guess not Jewish. Interesting. Yeah, um, that was what I thought, but." I think so. I think that it goes one of two ways, right? If you, I guess, observe Christmas or if you don't. I liked not, they're like, they're not being a Santa. Like, not, like knowing that Santa, Yeah, it, it makes you feel in some sense special. But I think in some sense, I think it's maybe one of the last things now, if, especially if you're a secular Jew, that like makes you Jewish. It gives you that understanding that the world isn't going to be set up for you all the time. And I think that's a good, that's a good thing to understand no matter who you are, where you're from, tough pill to swallow what you did as long as you love me. Um, (laughs) yeah, I, I think it's a, and it gives you kind of a, I don't know. I, I felt like, so I don't, so I remember my mom like sat me and my brother down. My brother was, is two years older in school. So I feel like I was like five or six, but by that time I already figured it out because I remember thinking like how many, there's so many houses just in our town. Like if he does that and then it, does he do it in New York city? Like there's no way he could. And then does he have to go? I, I think I only thought about the country, but I was like, he can't, there's no way he could get to all these houses. And he's also logistically, if he's going down these chimneys, he's too fat. Um, he's way, he's way too big. He's too big to fail. Yeah, he, he is too, he is too big to fail. Santa would definitely get a bailout. Absolutely. Yeah. He's one of the first. He's got so many gifts to give out. Yeah. Bail this guy out. Yeah. 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 Uh, too big to Christian bail. Bail? <laughs> anyway. Uh, wow. That's too big to Christian bail. <laughs> anyway. Too big to Christian fail. That's all like that. Anyway. That's top top contender. Um, I remember knowing my mom sat us down and told us he, Santa wasn't real but that we couldn't tell anyone because people get really upset. Um, but that's I, cool. That's a, that's a good way of doing it. That's a nice little secret to give. Yeah, but by that time I knew. But I don't know what the age is. I mean, I'm sure there's all these parents. I feel like second grade, by first or second grade, was at six or seven. About like yeah. seven years old, if you're still believing in Santa, QAB. Right. So four years old, that's, it seems like you have it, I feel like, at least until six. And maybe yeah. you hope that... Maybe you hope that... And if, and if the son is talking about if love Santa so much and talking about Santa in the summer, yeah, yeah, ride it out a little bit. You can't burst the bubble too too soon. 
Yeah, I mean th- that this summer Santa. Is, yeah, summer Santa. <laughs> don't don't you want a summer Santa? <laughs> don't you wanna Santa? Yeah, Claus. Um, I I can see that though because of the virus. There's nothing to do, so you just got to look forward to Santa. That's true. You want some something positive to look forward to? Yeah, big man coming down the chimney. But that's a great question. I love the specificity of it. Yeah, great cue. Great cue. Yeah, that, I think all that's, right. that's all I got for that. Samesies. Yeah. Let's move and groove and some highlights. Yeah, again, I just want to plug the questions one more because we've gotten good questions so far and we want to keep these going. So, again, send us anything, uh, brazebits at gmail.com or text us or message us on Instagram. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Diggity dope. Let's move and groove into some highlights. Let's do it. You want to lead? You want me to lead? I'll lead off. I'll get on base. Just make sure uh, if you do lead off and get on base, make sure you got the virus test. I got the virus test. I'm good to go. I'm not the Miami Marlins. I'm not the, in the MLB. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little eager. I'm a little peewee. Just getting on base. A little, little T-ball. Got it. T-ball Martinez. <laughs> My highlight was I went out to dinner again um, with my sister and her boyfriend. We had a nice meal, us three. And at the after the entrees were – actually, it was before the entrees came out. I went to the, the waitress and I – my sister's birthday is on August 12th. And I wanted to get her a birthday candle. Just, you know, it's early, it's, it's pretty early, but like why not? Get, get her a birthday candle. be funny. It should be a surprise. Doesn't expect it. I go up to the waitress – I said, can you, when we get dessert, can you put a birthday candle on for my sister? And she like stared at me like really awkwardly. And I then realized that my sister had done the same thing for me in that moment. That she had gotten, she had asked her beforehand for a birthday candle for me. My birthday was in May during quarantine. Uh, the waitress was like, weirded out by it. She's like, are you guys twins? <laughs> I was like, no. So then it was just like a whole whole ordeal of like it came out with two candles. My sister didn't know that I asked her for one for her. Uh, and we ended up explaining it to the waitress and it was, it was a funny little laugh, little gag. It was it ended up being a nice little, uh, little treat. My sister and I are definitely not twins. We don't look alike at all. But uh, we're sisters. She's my sister and I'm her sister. Nice. That does sound like an ordeal or no deal. <laughs> and I took the deal. I took the deal on that one. Especially if Seidel's giving me a birthday uh, a birthday candle, I'm taking that deal. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. Uh, I love the, although I don't know if it's at this point. Like, I mean, that the candle it makes sense because number one, you're right. It's 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 in the ballpark of the birthday. Yeah, and also, I mean, maybe you know, with the virus, I don't know if, if you'll see your sister before her birthday or what. You know, right. you never know with with this virus. Um, yeah, but it was, it was far away enough that it seemed like a surprise, but it was also in the ballpark. There is the trend and I've done it all the time of making up a fake birthday at a restaurant. I think that's what she, the waitress ended up thinking we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is funny, but then once you understand what it, like if you're working in a restaurant, it's just like, it's just sad, annoying and like, yeah, it's, it's, I think unnecessary. Yeah, and they – I'm not sure that they would have anyway, but they didn't comp us the dessert either way. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't like we were trying to get a free dessert. But it is funny sometimes when you get – I've done that a couple of times with friends and you surprise them. It's not their birthday and they, their reaction is funny. Um, and they, they, like the whole restaurant sings them happy birthday. It's not their birthday. 
Yeah, I but think at the end of the day, it's kind of a it's kind of a drag. To although service staff. Yeah, although I think it depends if you're doing it at a restaurant where they make a big deal yeah. out of the birthday. I think there's an expectation there that if you're doing that as a restaurant, hibachi restaurants, I feel like not all hibachi restaurants, but a fair amount that I've been to, make a huge deal of birthdays, banging pots yeah. and pans, onion volcanoes. Fireworks. They, have, they ask to show your ID. Like Benihana, they want to see your ID because they give you like a free dessert. They give you some kind of discount on the meal. Yeah, it's really a, a whole ordeal. Yeah, but for those places, I feel like you're gonna under, you're there's gonna be some dishonest actors. I mean, one of the funniest things I feel like in like my a story we you know my family always goes back to is this hibachi place. Um, in my town where we grew up, I was I think in between like it was like a summer in between college. And they were big birthday places, and they had everyone's picture on the wall if it was a birthday. So I said that it was my dad's birthday. And, you know, the guy, like, didn't speak great English, and he was like, what's the – and I just say uh, his name's Marty. And he's like, Marty the daddy? And I'm like, yeah, Marty <laughs> Marty the daddy. <laughs> so it was uh, – they did this whole thing to Marty the daddy. Happy birthday, and, Marty the daddy. <laughs> and um, – yeah, the pictures like on the wall. The place closed recently, but it was like always on the wall. So anytime we went, we like pointed out the picture. And he, it wasn't, it wasn't his birthday at all. So he like had no idea what was happening. It was the funniest. Thing. Did he embrace it or did he, did he get like embarrassed by it? I think he he was just super confused. And then it just yeah. they make such a big deal, and it went on for so long. And by the end, he like I think he was just like didn't was didn't know what was happening. Right. He saved the day, Marty Bordor. Yeah, Marty Bordor. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good highlight. Who's solid? I got a highlight and a half, I guess. One highlight and one highlight also. So, uh, first highlight is Kate and I this past weekend. We got out of the city. Great to get out of the city. Gotta love that. You gotta get out of the city. I'm out of the city. It feels good. Yeah. Jesse's in a hunting... Oh, we already talked about it. You're in a hunting lodge. I am. Getting after those moose. Hunts tomato ketchup. Nice. Um, Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Uh, Hunter College. Nice. Hunter Mountain. Nice. Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter. There we go. Trifecta. Oh, good. Hunter. Um, yeah, so we got out of the city. We went hiking in near uh, Beacon, New York. I forget the name of the – it was a state park. Bull, Bull Hill? Bull Hill. Okay. Chicago Bull Hill. Chicago Bull Hill. And it was tough. It was like kind of like a mini mountain. It was took us a few hours and it was strenuous. It was difficult. It's hot. It's been a hot weekend. It was hot. We went on uh, this past Saturday. We <clears throat> we got there at like 11 cuz it was kind of a uh you know, a drive there. Um we used my my father-in-law's car. Um and it was strenuous, but it was just great to be in nature and the we did like the long loop of the hike uh, it was pretty crowded but we did this like i guess the the route we did wasn't what a lot of people did so there was a period of time where we didn't see anyone for like 20 minutes that's scary and it just you were in the middle of nowhere but it was were you guys leaving day. a trail were you guys making marks on trees no there there were signs so okay good yeah no gibson thank god that that would scare me Going 20 minutes without seeing a human being out in the woods, I would think uh, if I was Kate, I would be thinking you were trying to whack her, soprano style. Yeah, no, that's. It, it, she said. She said, I think that if I at this point, like, 
she like how what does she say she says like if at this point not that she like deserves it but like if she if, <laughs> what? If, if she if she hasn't seen it she's like she said if she hasn't seen it coming by now oh if you put if you were doing the, like the long game of, of taking her out yeah. you waited this long to take her out i mean yeah yeah. So really, you really committed to the bit. Yeah, one time we went to this off-Broadway show, and the theater was on like 11th Avenue. And <laughs> that's far. I mean, if you're a New Yorker, if you never go to – unless you live – 11th Avenue is barely – it's West End Avenue, but I guess below 59th, it's just 11th Avenue. And if you don't live on 11th Avenue, you're never going to 11th Avenue. That's a hoof. You get out of Times Square and you hoof over there? Yeah, so she – this was like – we were dating for maybe two or three years and she was like, is this, are you murdering me? <laughs> At least she had, she had the goal to ask. Yeah. Cause then if you were, you had, you had to answer. Yeah. She did have the Charles de Gaulle to ask. So <laughs> you love that. Yeah. Uh, I did just get an email. I forgot to close my email and I think it came on the pod. So if you're hearing that, if, if you're hearing that on the pod, you didn't get an email. You got mail. I got it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it was great to to do this hike, and then we went to Beacon, which is like a, a Dutchess County or Putnam County, you know, like above Westchester, one of those counties. And mm-hmm. Beacon is known for, I didn't know this, but I guess it's known, well, they have a, an art museum, like a famous art museum, which was closed. Um, but then it's like a town that I guess a lot of people who live in like New, like Brooklyn or just like the city like they get fed up with the city and then move there. I didn't know that huh. that's what Beacon is somewhat known for, um, and it made sense. Out of out of a town, I think it had the most tattoos per capita of any place I've ever seen. <laughs> Interesting. Like people with like long sleeves and like tat- tattoos all over all their body. All different varieties of tattoos. Interesting. Uh, but it was an, it was a nice town. Like it was nice. It like felt like. You know these like picturesque towns. They had, like a main strip. There's all like you know some restaurants, nice stores, coffee, bookstore. You know classic, classic street. Beautiful. We ate at this. Uh, also went out, I guess, out to lunch. But we ate at this place where they, there was like you know they had a backyard and we just sat in like the backyard and and you know I had a we had this burrata salad that we we split and just mm. like the freshest ingredients. Uh, oh yeah, that's his post hike. The freshest cereal. Um, it's from something. Uh, and then like they had these. I, have you? I don't think I've ever eaten. There were these plums in the salad, and it was like they were the like the freshest plum. They were so good. Plums are so underrated. I feel like I rarely. I haven't had a plum since the 1940s. But whenever I have a plum, I forget how delicious they are. I feel like whenever I have a plum, it's like processed or it's like it had the long journey and it's like kind of it's just tired and it's a little dejected yeah. a little jaded but this plum I can't was ready to go was it more of a mason plumley or like a miles plum it was the the brothers both of them both of them there's a third brother actually that was in the military oh yeah he ended up not being a great basketball player what do you, yeah i feel like that's always like Cooper Manning, you know the, the yeah. third Manning, the third. I always feel for for these the third. I'm as a, as a middle child. I feel like it's like you don't want your narrative defined by other people. So yeah. I hope it seemed like he, this, this guy made a good life for himself. It's, he had a, a storied military career. It does sound like that. Yeah. Juicy plum. Yeah. Was this meal? Uh, 
in Beacon after the hike? It's after the hike. So that's, that's nothing better than that. After you earned it, after you went for a long, strenuous, hot hike, and you go and have a fresh plum salad. Yeah, it was great. You got to all of that. Yeah. Sweet sauce. Beautiful highlights. Um, you want to dive into our unique top nine? Let's dive into our u- unique top nine. Unique low. I think this is this is this is really interesting. I think this might be end up being one of our funnier top nines. You want to tell the, the B-backs who, what our top nine is? <laughs> Let's tell them. This one is top nine things about the grocery store. We're bagging this things one up. Things about the grocery store, not things from it. Things about it. There's a lot of things I mean, about it. A lot of things. Let's dive in. Get your shopping carts ready. Fill them up. Get your, uh, your environmentally friendly bags prepared. Yeah. Make sure if you're, if you're driving, make sure when you leave the car and you're about to enter the grocery store, just lock your car again because maybe you forgot to. You always got to get a double lock. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. The old extra lock. Oh, yeah. I think that, that's also a very Jewish move. I, I lock the car like three times when I, I leave it. <laughs> and uh, in, uh, when we parked in Beacon, uh, yeah, I, I locked and unlocked it like seven different times. And yeah. then, so do you get... Chris par- Lockhart. That's a good one. Jake Locker. Do you get flustered or, or stressed out about parking time limits? Absolutely. I get very... I, I obsess about them. I get obsessed about... like. Parking meters and just parking, like in general, of like who I'm next to, like how I'm gonna get out, uh, like where my car is. I, I freak out about that stuff. Yeah, I'm always so nervous. I always know where the car is. I feel like I have a good directional compass. I'm more of a dude, where's my car kind of guy. Yeah, and I'm the other thing. Dude, what's mine say? I never saw. I, I never saw it. It's Ashton yeah. Kutcher and, and someone else, right? Yeah, the Stifler from uh, Sean Williams Scott. Yeah. Do they both not know where the car is? Yeah. Okay. Because if like one of them knew, then I would be that one. <laughs> but I do get really stressed out. I actually we were going to go to this bakery, and then I thought we were up. It was a two hour parking, and I was like, I think we're at two hours. And it, I made it, I made it a thing, and it should have been a thing, and I, I felt bad. Yeah. Oh, stuff. I do that. I do stuff like that all the time. Nothing, nothing worse than a two-hour parking, and then you, you get there two o two, and you get the ticket. Oh, that is the worst. I would never forgive myself. I don't even want to be. I'm so scared of it. I don't ever want to be put in that situation. Right, but you also don't want to go back to like a half an hour early, being like, I paid for an extra half an hour. I could have just, I could have done a lap around the market. I'm okay with that. The just the relief of of not of not having to worry is is worth an extra dollar twenty five to me. All right, that's fair. Yeah, but that's why let's I, dive into this top nine. Let's dive into this top nine. It's a good one. I'll I'll lead off. Get on base. I'll lead off. Get a little knock. I'll I'll definitely lead off. I don't know about my virus um, immunity. <laughs> Wait, what? No, I'm kidding. Okay, uh, <laughs> I was talking about leading off. You know, this that was a strike one on me. So, top nine things about the grocery store. My number nine. So when I, was, when I was thinking about this, I was mostly thinking – I go to Trader Joe's a lot now, but I was not thinking about Trader Joe's. I was thinking about the generic supermarkets I've gone to over the years. So this includes Wallbounds. This includes 
Grand Union. I don't know if you do these Grand Union Stop and Shop. Uh, no Stoppies. Are you familiar with Uncle Giuseppe's? I do know. I know about Giuseppe's. Whole Whole Foods even. Of course. Um, These were the types of supermarkets I had. Key Foods. These are the type of supermarkets I had in my mind. Not necessarily Trader Joe's. I feel like Trader Joe's is this custom experience that has has elements of what we're talking about, but is not truly a supermarket in the way that other supermarkets are set up. Right. But I agree. Trader Joe's is my go-to right now because I think it's the, for the, for the most part, best quality, best price. You love their key lime pie. And their key lime pie is great. But number nine, top nine things about the grocery store, we got that weird kiosk close to the front where maybe you become a member, but it also just might be security. <laughs> That's a good one. I love the kiosk. <laughs> I love when people are hanging out there. I don't know what they're doing, but from that perch... They're, they're kind of the hidden king and queen of the grocery store. <laughs> and I've always had a dream of just like, you know, being that person. And someone says, hey, could I sign up for a Safeway card? And they say, oh, this isn't for that. And then you say, do you know where that is? And they say, you got to do it online. <laughs> That's a really good one. I love, like that. Love the key. That, that place could be multifaceted. Customer service could be the boss, could be the membership. Could be a uh, place where you go get whacked. Yeah, and nobody knows what it is. No, I don't even no. think if you're behind the kiosk, you really know what it is. That's why it's both. It's, it's, it's why it's so powerful. I think it changes every day. Like sometimes people try to return stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take it today." <laughs> That's hilarious. That's a good one. Didn't think about that one. Number eight, I got trying to time which line will move the quickest. Ooh wee, yeah. Ooh wee, Lancey, Lancey's on fire in Fuego. That's your number eight. That's my number eight. Jeez Louise, yeah. These are good ones. Yeah. So my list is not going to be great compared to this one. These these are all phenomenal. Yeah. So I mean, the best is when you go to the grocery store with someone else, and you, you guys can, can double up. You can double up, and I guess the problem happens when if you have a shopping cart but you are waiting in one line and then your other person is waiting the other line you don't have the shopping cart so if someone moves up behind you how does that work it's a little complicated but i love the guessing i mean it really has to do i think it has to do much less with the volume of items people in front of you have and much more to do with the pace of the cashier sure how they're moving, how they're swiping, how they're how if, if there are bagging, how they're bagging. Absolutely, you got to take it all into account. You got to take it all into account, and there's really no formula. I think it's all on feel and gut. Sometimes there are difficult customers who you know they they might ask about discounts. Someone they they might ask a question, and then the cashier doesn't know the answer, so they have to find a manager. You hate to see right. that, and that could really sl- that. that could really slow down your time. And there's, there's also there's variables. You, you, the person in front of you, they could be paying in pennies. And that's going to take a while. They might have a bunch of coupons that are expired that they're going to complain about. You never, you never know. You never know. So it's always, I feel like, when you get it, when you time it right, it is such a, you leave the gross. It's sort Beautiful. Of, it's sort of like uh, this past weekend was the last weekend of the Premier League, the season. Um, mm. And for a lot of the teams, there wasn't much to play for. But if you win the last game, you, you leave the season on a good note. 
Right. And if you, <laughs> the lose, you leave it on a sour note. And that's kind of like the grocery store timing the lines. If you get that right, you're leaving the season on a good note. That's fair. Yeah. Unless it's a sour beer, and then it's delicious. That's true. Or a sour warhead. Or a sour warhead. Number seven, I feel like you're going to have this one as well. Oh. Uh, the deli counter, just kind of everything about it. Um, I love taking a number. I love the situations when you're not like the when someone doesn't know they have to take a number and they just kind of hover around and then you arrogantly and condescendingly just like kind of observe them. And sometimes maybe if you're nice, you pitch in or sometimes if they they seem like arrogant and hurried and the world revolves around them, you just kind of let it sit. Sure. Um, Yeah. I'm going to hold off on my uh, responses. It's definitely – it's definitely in the same ballpark as the Delhi Matthew Delvadova. It's 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 farther down my list. But yeah, can't can't beat it. I could talk about it. Maybe I'll talk about it more when you when you talk about it because I feel like I have a lot more things to say. But we'll we'll wait. That's your number uh, seven. I, Holy moly! I'm going to take I'm going to take my number, and when it's called, we'll talk about it. <laughs> that's patience. That's maturity, and that's patience. I'm just. I mean, these your nine through seven has been. Just I can't even imagine how much better this is going to get. But we're going to see. My number nine is steering the shopping cart. I uh, I love maneuvering this guy. I, I feel like uh, it was kind of a rite of passage when I was like a little kid and I would go with my mom to the supermarket. I, when she let me push the shopping cart, it was almost like pre-driving. I was able like she gave me the responsibility to push the car. It was like I felt like a big boy. Um, when I was little, I used to jump on the back wheels of the shopping cart, which is always a dangerous move, but always fun. You feel like a badass. If you don't tip it over, you're kind of like skateboarding on the shopping cart down the aisles. Nothing better than that. Love like the backing up, having to like maneuver around people down a tight aisle. Um, sometimes bumping into people, coming out of an aisle, having to look both ways because there's people coming. It's like it's, it's like a mini little highway, mini little uh, parking lot. The shopping, the, the supermarket. So the number nine is shopping cart. Yeah, and you, I love parallel parking the cart. Oh, I love next that. to the carrots. <laughs> what was next to the carrots? The carrot cart. Yeah, no, that's a great one. I don't have it on mine, but I definitely thought about it. Yeah. Everything you said when you're little, love the the kind of yeah. It's almost like a like a skateboard. You, you rev up and then you put your feet on the top. Yeah, love the love the turn tight turns. Tight turns, getting the feel for the cart, like be, being able to, to maneuver it, you feel like a real real adult. Sometimes you feel like you're a moving truck in New York City and you're maneuvering through a really narrow street where someone on, is on the side block and you're like, is this even possible to get? Am I going to fit through? We're not going to know. And you always, you always fit through. Always fit through. I actually, I think I mentioned on the pod a while back, but this is, it's a bit about the shopping cart, but someone once took my, my shopping cart, like filled groceries. Yes, I remember during quarantine, right? Yeah. And we had very similar like carts, but I like found her like a few aisles down being like, you had my cart. That, that was that's always fun. It's rare that happens. I actually, I did that to someone recently, someone recently, but they didn't oh. notice. And I know I realized before they realized. So he put it back. Could have been a disaster, but it was averted. It's tough. All right. My number eight is the the divider when you check out to separate the groceries from the person in front of you or behind you. I love this divider. 
it's a, uh, it's I feel like it's a thing that only like veterans of the supermarket know about. Like rook, rookies don't really know about this thing where when when a person in front of you has like a bunch of groceries, but they're they're starting to pay, and you want to start unloading your groceries onto the 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 mat where what's it called like conveyor a, belt conveyor belt yeah something like that. Um, you put down this divider. This is this is you're marking your territory. This is where my stuff starts and yours ends. Uh, it's a great feeling slapping it down. You're showing a little initiative because then you're like you're showing the cashier like I'm, I'm ready to go. Like once this guy's out of here, I'm I'm putting my stuff down. You're moving and grooving. Um, I'm not a fan of long division, but I love the divider. My number eight. So yeah, love that. It's my number six. <laughs> wow. Nothing Strong. better. A few things better than the divider at a, at a grocery store. I also love how they sometimes have strange sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like, it's like the divider sponsored by Juicy Fruit. <laughs> One thing about the divider is I feel like there's an art to the timing of it. And it's a little bit on feel of the person in front of you, but it's similar to tailgating when you're driving, where if you put it, if you throw that thing down too soon, it's just an unpleasant experience. The person in front of you is like, what are you doing? I still have plenty of time. I got nowhere to go. You're right. not even close, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's all time in the divider. If you put it down before you have any room to put down your own stuff, that's way too soon. You've got to have a little bit of room on the belt to put down your own stuff to show like, I'm, I'm just getting started here. I'm not trying to like rush you along. Yeah, but the thing is, I think if you put it down and you could only put down like two or three things and then you got to wait and then you slowly – like you got to yeah. do it to a point where you can put down enough stuff and then it's naturally going to move so you could kind of almost seamlessly keep going. If you want to keep multiplying, put the divider down. Bingo. Six times six. Six times all about. Six times six. Six divided by six in this case. Right. But And then the problem is if you do it too late, then I think the cashier might start freaking out, being like, what's this yeah. person doing? Right, it's like I don't, I don't need this. I know, I know whose stuff it is. Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? Yeah, are you, are you just like, I, are you just idling by the checkout, or do you not actually have groceries? Or are you just, right? Yeah, so that it, it's all about timing. It's all about timing. Wow. My number seven is looking at other carts, which I feel like I've been doing more during quarantine. Is just scouting out other people's carts, what they're what they have, what they're going for, what they're um, stocking up on, what they're bulking up on. I feel like I, I usually do this at restaurants where I, when I walk in. We talk about this when you walk through the restaurant when you enter, scouting out other tables, what dishes they get, what what's the most popular, what looks good. I've been doing that with people's carts. I've been a peeping tom when it comes to carts, um, Cartman, of looking, just looking around, just trying to get a see if I forgot about something that someone else got. Seeing uh, what people's diets are like these days, what kind of nutrition. Um, yeah, just looking at other carts. I, so that's something – that's a good one. It's not something I really do and I'll tell you why. I get a little bit freaked out when someone does it to me. You get freaked out when someone peeps your cart? Yeah, I feel like they're accusing me of, of getting the wrong things or, or hmm. I, feel, I just feel like it's always a judgment and it is. But maybe I just got to learn to be okay with it. I I think you. I don't think it's done. You got to try to flip it. I don't think it's done with any malice. No, it's not malice. I would try to. They might be looking at you, being like, "This guy looks like a smart, responsible adult." I'm going to check out what he's what he's taking from the from the the fruit aisle. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think there's any malice in Wonderland, but some in I the just, palace. Yeah, Crystal Palace, but I just can't like, I can't shake it um, for whatever reason. <laughs> I, I get the heebie-jeebies. That's fair. I understand that. It, it is when people are. It's kind of like when you get looked up and down. When someone's like just like checking out your outfit, checking out your. It's, it's a very vulnerable spot to be in. You're not going to ever cover up your. You're not going to put a sweater over your cart. It's like it's it's kind of like you're showing off your cleavage, but you can't uh, pull up your shirt. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that guy's got some some nice Fruit Loops in there. Right, he's got some big watermelons. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, so there is something violating about it. Maybe I'm right after all. <laughs> Maybe I'm a violator. Yeah. That's fair. That was my number seven. All right. Number six, I have what we just talked about, the divider. Yep. Classic. Number five, I have when produce gets watered. <laughs> oh, man. Another phenomenal one. Did you have these in your in your bag? Have you been doing this, researching this one for months? These are such good ones. No. I watering just- the produce. That's a rare thing. You don't always get to witness it, but when you do, I know. that's your number five. That's my number five. Oh, that's Be- such a good one because it's a little different for everyone. I don't like when you go to the produce and it's dripping wet. No, but you gotta love when you're just there, and then all of a sudden you get that that Sierra mist, nice spritz, that misty in Cerulean City. It's oh, unprecedented. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah, I, I used like to I, I used to do this joke. And I never, I never really finished it, but like one of the the tags in it was like how great going to the grocery store is, and that like when the produce, like when the produce is wet, like I'm wet. I just get, <laughs> I just get so excited. There's there That's, are a few things better than seeing that produce being watered, ready to be consumed by you. Just That's you really know, it, it's romaine letting us know that it's ready, yeah. ready to be devoured. And it's also just showing the. Uh, that the supermarkets on top of it, they're taking care of their produce. That they're they're making sure that it's uh, getting its water. Yeah, it, it's it, it is a it's one of the best elements of the wonderful symphony that is the supermarket. <laughs> Surprised you didn't get married at a supermarket. You should have rented one down. <laughs> I tried. No. Have you, have every uh, person attending they get their own cart? They can fill it up with whatever they want to have for dinner. Yeah, but only some people got. The mini mini cart on top, the plus one. <laughs> you run out of rotisserie chickens real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's my number five. It just it just great. Oh man, that's really good. Number four, I have the conspiracy magazines at the checkout. Okay. So the tabloids. The tabloids. I feel like it's really just the National Enquirer, but I feel like grocery stores even today have these magazines where it's like. Where do they come from? Who buys them? And the moms. It really what? So I don't know. Maybe the grocery stores I've gone to. I, I feel like the headlines in some of these these tabloids. I'm not talking normal tabloids. I'm talking about like I vividly remember this was like ten years ago. One of these things that it was like Hillary Clinton is an alien, and this is like ten years ago. Right. Just like stuff like in that ballpark for so long, and. I guess people buy them. And I was – so I, I think it also represents an interesting evolution because I remember seeing these in like 2000, 1998. And even then I knew that this was, was nonsense. And I was like, who would ever believe this? And then like 12 years later, the internet 
like social Click media bait. happen. And I'm like, oh, this is actually the same stuff that are on these magazines, but no one believes them in the magazines because it's ensconced reality. But the internet makes it so that you're in this alternate reality and people actually believe this stuff. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think some people did believe those magazines. I mean, I think it's just the translating to, it's like clickbait, headline grabbing things online now are what get people. But at, at the supermarket, those kind of things, people are like in a rush at the end. They're like, something catches their eye, they grab it, spend a couple of bucks on a magazine. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, how many... The crazier headline, the crazier... Uh, you, you, that, that headline about Hillary Clinton being an alien, it stuck in your head and never forgot it. No, I didn't. So it must have, whoever whoever wrote it... And then all of them, you know how all of them, it's like every single, any celebrity, insert any celebrity, um, Brad Pitt caught cheating, and it's like totally false. You know those yeah, types those, of magazines? Those, I'm like, that still goes who, on. I'm like, who's do, who's doing this? And like, what is the legal team involved? Right. I don't know. I think part of it might might be like if, if there's some kind of parody law, like if they think that they're like making fun of the situation, then it doesn't count as like actual news. I don't know. I don't know. We can't tell our sponsors that. Definitely not. All right. What was, was that your number five? That was my number four. Was my number six was uh, the device. Right, right. Okie dokie. My number six is the moment after everything is bagged up. Um, for me, like now, especially when you, you bring your own uh, bags to the grocery store and you're usually bagging them up on your own, I get pretty stressed out in the moment where, I, where I'm bagging it and then I have to, I'm, I'm giving them the credit card and I'm multitasking. I'm trying to like figure out the best uh, places to put the eggs, where do I put the eggs, where do I put the glass. It's like a Tetris thing you're putting different pieces in the bags and once everything once everything is paid for it's all in the bags that moment of like i just accomplished something i, I i'm all stocked up on my groceries moment of relief the hardest part is done the bagging Ooh, wee is that a sweet sauce that's my number six yeah that's a good moment i like the brief moment but i get kind of sad <laughs> when do you get sad it's, it's all over it's all over and it's like when am i gonna get to do this again yeah, see, that's not my attitude about the grocery store. I don't, I don't find it as much of a wonderland as you do. I feel like it's a kind of a means to an end of like once oh, everything's backed up. That's that's my joy. You're saying a grocery store is a means to an end. <laughs> it's a world yeah. in which to, to to bathe in. It is the kitchen is that world where gro- you bring the grocery. A grocery store. store is better than an amusement park. Oh man, it's a w- wonderland <laughs> of possibility. You are an almond joy, a walking, talking almond joy. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I, I I do appreciate your how much you appreciate the grocery store, and I feel like now I'm gonna appreciate it even more. But once that's my why. Once everything is bagged up, because the 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 whole process of bagging up to me is because if someone if there's a, especially if there's a line behind you, that's, it gets like people are judging you. You're going too slow. It's, uh, it's, it's a stressful, yeah, anxiety-inducing so, moment. Yeah, so then sometimes when you're totally bagged up, one thing that stresses me out is, is the person behind me going to try to knock me off this perch real quick? It's like, yeah. I actually, another thing I never had, I actually sent this question in one time to uh, Foley and Kevin Ryan's podcast like years ago, and I've never had it ad- adequately addressed. 
But especially if you're paying in cash, there is no change station. And this is not the gross grocery stores is, is where it happens often, but it could be anywhere. You pay in cash, you get your cash back, but there's that brief moment where you got to put your cash back in your wallet. Exactly. But the I mean, next person, yeah. there needs to be a little station where you could go and put your, your change back while not holding up the line. That's a great call. I usually get so nervous, I just stash it into my pocket and then I reorganize my wallet later. I'm not, I'm not going to put it, each bill, try to lay them out. I, I get too, too crazy. I just smash it all into my pocket. I'll figure it out later. I know, but you're, you're a martyr. I am. <laughs> Martyr Van Buren. Curtis Martyr. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's it's not easy. But I like the I like the, the cash change station. That's a that's a good one. Yeah, so that's my oh, sorry. So yeah, so that's one reason that I don't I don't have as um great great memories associated with the, the moment after you're finished bagging. Cause I get I guess it's not the same thing, but it just always gets me a little stressed out. I feel like there's someone right. breathing hot down my neck, and I exactly. just gotta, I gotta, I gotta uh, blow that pop, popsicle stand. <laughs> I get it, I get it. My number five is scouting out the produce, scouting out fruit, scouting out vegetables. The process of standing over a whole bunch of apples and looking. I mean. I, I still do a lot of touching. I'm not sure if that's the right thing to be doing in Corona times, but I touch, yeah, I, you got to feel it. You got to go for, go off how these these fruits are feeling if they're bruised. Sometimes the way they look does not always the way that they feel. Uh, I like that process. I've been enjoying it more. It used to stress me out when I wasn't confident in my scouting talent, but now I feel like I'm a good talent scout for fruits. I know my fruits. I know what fruits I like. I know I know how to find a good avocado. I know how, which bananas I like. What color banana? A little bit of green in them, so that they're going to last a while. Um, I like the process of scouting fruits, and uh, I would love to be maybe one day a professional fruit scout. Yeah, no, that's definitely something to aspire to. And I do enjoy that process. Similarly, I look at the fruit and I'm like, oh man, there's so much. There's fruit by the foot. <laughs> there's literally fruit by the foot. Yeah, but I do like that process as well. It is odd in Corona times. The only thing I really tactilely touch, tactilely touch, is every time we touch is <laughs> avocados. You got to touch avocados. Touch them all. Got to touch them all. But one of these days, an avocado might be like I've been getting touched up too much. That that is true. You also don't want you don't want to get too aggressive with these avocados. You squeeze them too hard, they're done. Especially if they're mushy. Sam Khan avocados. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't it doesn't give me as much joy as the the watering of the produce. Okay. And what if you could what if they allowed you to water the produce? Would you do that? Oh yeah. Imagine that. Imagine they, they, they saw how much joy you got from them watering like, hey Lance, why don't you grab this little sprinkler guy and why don't you water our produce real quick? I I would I would Santa Claus that. I would go to every single grocery store every night all across would the world. Would you pay to do that? They'd have to pay me. Gotcha. And I'd be, Probably won't do that. And I'd be too big to Christian Bale. <laughs> be a good resume builder. This I, guy waters produce. I don't think it's a resume builder. It is the resume. It's, it's not a, it's, as you view the grocery store as a means to an end. To me, that is the, the pinnacle. 
It's the mm-hmm. Titleist. It's the Callaway Golf. Wow. You learn stuff every day. I didn't know this. 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 How much I, I should have known, but I, I didn't realize how much you really love this supermarket. It's. It's special. It is special. A bar mitzvah themed supermarket. That's. That's a great idea. Actually, so the uh, the school play when I was in fifth grade, it was a great great idea. The play was these kids get trapped in a super. They get locked in a supermarket overnight, and all the food comes alive. And all the different food groups basically like battle to say that like the dairy thinks they're the best, and <laughs> you know the vegetables yeah. think they're the best. And by the end, every they realize everyone's got to have a little bit of everything, and everyone's got to get along. I think our for, it was our fourth grade like show theater show was very similar. It was all about food and all about like nutrition and supermarket. Yeah, I was. In, foods. I, I played the part of the hot dog. No way. Yeah, that's a great role. Yeah, I had the first line in the play. I only had two lines, but I had the first line in the play, and I had to yell out a carrot, and I had to say, take off, rabbit food. <laughs> wow. Still still got it. You still got that hot dog roll. I, I, think I'm, I, I think my acting now is better than it was in fifth grade. I don't know. Maybe that was, that was your, your – you being a hot dog, that was your entrance into Hollywood. Yeah, I was I was really hot dogging it back then. Though now I feel like I'm I'm serious, serious. Now you're uh, <laughs> Azkaban. My number four is helping someone grab a higher up item off the top of the shelf, like a soup can or something. I myself am not a really tall guy. I'm I'm barely five eight, but that's it's pretty average. And especially if there's a senior citizen there. I have been asked numerous times to grab something off the top shelf. Usually when they do that, I feel like they over-anticipate how tall I am. And I usually am going on my tippy toes and I'm barely able to get whatever's there. Um, but I love it. I love giving back. I love grabbing cans for senior citizens. You feel like you're uh, – it's a special feeling being asked to grab something from the top shelf. Um, you yourself feel like you're a top shelf item when you're asked to do that. That's why I my number four. That's a positive way to look at it. I don't have as good feelings with that. Recently, I was asked to do this in the height of Corona, and I thought that was a little questionable because you're brought into this person's orbit, and then you get this up. The thing, the problem I have is that it really depends on how it's being asked, and I feel like a lot of the times, unfortunately, it's, it's pretty pushy. It's a little pushy, and it's a little spoiled. Is not the the right, word, but it's like it it. it a lot of times it feels like this person has had people do stuff for them their whole lives type thing as opposed to like, hey, I can't reach. It would If you could help me, that would be nice. There's right. a, there's, That's the best way to do it. There's a tone. But how, well, how else are they going to get something off the top shelf? There's a tone difference. I feel like a lot of times when I'm asked, I'm being barked at. Sure. Sure. Especially in Manhattan. Yeah. And Florida as well. Especially Florida. Uh, How tall are you? It's like six two. Oh yeah. So then there. I mean, you're probably getting attacked from all angles. I'm getting attacked from all angles, and I, I feel like it just the Corona experience really turned me off to it a little bit. Um, yeah. Particularly because these two women were blocking. They were like blocking this area for such a long time that we were trying to like actually we were trying to get to it, and then we just gave up, and we we're like, oh, we'll come back later. And then as we were walking away, she was like, hey, oh, can you get this? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. That'll leave a sour beer taste in your mouth. Yeah, that'll leave a sour beer taste in your mouth. But 
Yeah, overall, maybe just because I, I feel like it's it's like I think it's it's what some comedians say about like getting SNL. You think when you get it, you're gonna have it made, but you're just once once you see what it is, it's just you're just kind of miserable. <laughs> I mean, so you're saying grabbing the thing off the top shelf I'm, is like thinking you're about to get SNL. No, no, no. Once no. you get the thing, yeah. What I'm saying is that like it seems like something. <laughs> That would be great, but once you're in it, it's you're just. It, I mean, there's no part of me that ever thinks it's going to be great when I'm doing it. I just like the, I I like the feeling afterwards of being like uh, being being helpful. I like being helpful. I like I don't like when there's bad tone, and I've definitely had that before, where it's like someone assumes that you're going to grab it for them, and like you should be grabbing it for them. They deserve to be something grabbed for them. Um, but I like it. I, overall, I like being helpful. Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess I'm unhelpful. All right, unhamburger helpful. Nice. All right. So number three, this one I feel like you're gonna like. So this one is asking for or attempting to locate the bathroom. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. I was thinking about doing this one, but I did not put it on my list. Yeah, grocery store bathrooms are always, I think, maybe the best public bathrooms to attempt to locate. Because yes. there is no, sometimes in some grocery stores, there is, like, this is where the bathroom is, there's a sign. But a lot of times, you got to get the, the keys to the, the back door. You got to. Keys of the kingdom. You got to answer a riddle. There's a sphinx. You got to <laughs> descend a bunch of steps. You gotta walk across a back alley. It is the beyond in Bed Bath and Beyond. It really is. Have you ever seen uh, Rory Scovel's bit about that? No. He did it on Conan. And it's super funny. Um, it's, it's like when you ask like a, like a one of the a guy in the, in the aisle where the bathroom is, and he like doesn't know if he can tell you that there's a bathroom. He's like, "Let me get Matt. Let me ask Matt." <laughs> yeah. And then, like, man, I gotta think of shit. And, and then Matt says, and then Matt comes, and Matt's like, uh, no, I, no, I don't think we have a bathroom. No, we, we don't have a bathroom. I think I, I used to go when I was little, going with my mom, but I think I had such like traumatic ex- experiences going to the bathroom, like behind those double doors, like near like the the slaughtering station of being like, I, I don't, I, yeah, never, it's, it's I can't where, believe they let me back here. It's right where they take cashiers once they graduate high school and, and quit. That's where they slaughter them. Yeah. They take them out next to the bathroom. It always feels like you're not supposed to be back there. It's like, uh, I haven't been back there in a long time. It does feel like there's like a SWAT team that's going to come in and take you away. <laughs> yeah. It's wild. And then, and then what I love is you, you emerge and you just, it must it must be like what it feels like after you've murdered someone and just like walk and take the subway. Like you've emerged from this wild place and nobody knows where you've just been, what you've just seen. Yeah, what were you doing back there? But nobody knows that. They don't even know you're back there. It's just like right. going on as normal, but little do they know you have this secret that they have, they know nothing about. Right. Tough part also is, which I've never done, but if you're by yourself and you go to the bathroom, what do you do with your car? That's a good point. It's tough. You got to keep it unattended. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you don't lock it in a hot car. Don't want to do that. No. You're going to have a hot dog. You're going to have me. <laughs> nice. 
All right, so number two, I have putting – so this is only when you're driving and there's a par- uh, parking lot uh, situation, so it doesn't really apply to the city. But this is putting your shopping cart back in the shopping cart shed slash area. Love that. Another great one. Think, I thought about that. That's the best. I think this is indicative of char- – I honestly – if I was in a position to hire people in like a job interview, that would literally be my job interview where I would just like park my car when they went to the grocery store and see if they did that. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. So I'm not going to name names. But I was with somebody who left their, the, the, the car next to the car. I had to call them out. being like, You got to put that back. And I also think it's like I sometimes like being seen putting it back, being like the walk – of bringing back the cart is almost better. It's like, like it's, you're puffing your chest out. Like, look at me. I know what I'm doing. I'm a good guy. Bringing the cart back to where it belongs, not leaving it there. Everyone's looking at me. There's nothing in my cart. It's it's I. It's definitely indicative of a personality trait. Maybe even grab another one while 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 you're bringing double it back. up, double up. Yeah, be a good guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's all these people virtue signaling on social media. Have they ever just put the cart back? Right, getting scratches. That's a, that's a movement. Scratches that same. Start that movement. Scratches that same itch and and, in re, and actually affects reality. It really does. It's it's not an easy job for the the carp gatherer, the guy who has to go around, guy or girl has to go around the lot looking for those uh, those carts that are left behind. Yeah, he has to make his own cart train. It's not easy. No cart left behind. Exactly. Yeah. It it does really bother me. Someone just leave, and then the shopping cart is just in a parking space. It's terrible. People then gotta move it before they park in there. The arrogance of just assuming that it's gonna be taken care of. Right. You have to do your part to contribute to society. Do your cart. Do your cart. Craig Carton. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. WFA. This is the, your list is real strong. So number one, I love it, but I feel like you're not going to think it is as strong as my other ones. But it is seeing the many varied lives that I could possibly live based on different items I could potentially get at the grocery store. I feel like there's infinite permutations of items and people that I could be upon entering and leaving the grocery store. So for instance, I'm not someone who buys... The large, what are they, quarts of ice cream? Like, you know, yeah. the big ones. But yeah. sometimes I, I, I see that and I flash to myself, you know, maybe I'm a 37-year-old woman who just got divorced and is watching reruns of Gilmore Girls. And maybe that's who I am. That's my dream. I mean, that sounds exactly like who I am. Yeah. So, and then sometimes I walk by the meat counter i guess we'll get to the meat counter i'm guessing it's in your top three sure and is. i think you know maybe i'm one of these guys with a grill charcoal grill my whole identity is that i grill charcoal and that people who don't grill charcoal are bad or they just don't know what's happening they're not with it and i get these steaks and my whole thing is is you know how good how good i am at these steaks maybe i'm someone who gets frozen shrimp leaves it in the freezer for several months and then remembers it and then just like has frozen shrimp while watching, I don't know, the Pittsburgh <clears throat> Pirates. Maybe I, I live in Pittsburgh now. There are just endless identities that you could have for a split second it, and the grocery store makes it all possible. 
Maybe I'm someone. Maybe I'm someone who gets those Oreos that are like vanilla. You know those, like the vanilla cookie outside of vanilla. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I. Maybe I'm that person. You know, just 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 maybe just willy nilly getting something because I think my kids might like it. Wow, this is this number one is beautiful and it's very revealing of why you love the supermarket. It allows you to almost cosplay with all these different uh, items. It's it's making me tear up a little bit. It's, it's showing me how you can lose yourself in in, in an Oreo cookie. And, and I, I during quarantine, I, I did get myself frozen shrimp, and I did throw on an old game of the Pittsburgh Pirates. I was that guy. I was that guy that you saw. How did it feel? I mean, frozen shrimp. It's you let it defrost. That's shrimp cocktail, Lance. <laughs> that's true. Which is the purest, but I think the worst form of shrimp. But that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, it's all right. So, and then sometimes, I, sometimes I think if I get certain things, maybe my kitchen's a little bit different. Yeah, the home I live in is a little bit. There's so many different things. So I'm not you, saying I'm not saying I want to be any of these people. I like like my life, and I like you know, like I'm happy that who I am. Uh, but I also like briefly getting glimpses of, of the different possibilities because you only get one life, so there's only so many things you right. can do. But do you ever get something different and you're like, maybe this will change me a little bit? Maybe me getting these vanilla Oreos, I'm, I'm going to get this because I want to be that guy for a little bit? Yeah, uh, maybe there's glimpses of that. I feel like at Trader Joe's, it's a little bit tough to do that because you're in the Trader Joe's orbit. Yeah. Orbit gum. But there, have you ever heard of it, the ship of Theses? I don't know how to no. pronounce it, but it's this philosophical experiment where if you have a ship – and you take off one plank and then you replace it with another plank and then you do that with every plank of the ship at the end of that process is it a different ship right interesting and that's kind of i think that's kind of what personal evolution is like i'm the same ship as i was you know 10 years ago but i'm also a completely different ship got new parts yeah working on different parts i'm the same but i'm also not the same at all and you're, I think you're the same beast, but a different animal. Yes, I guess so. And that's what the grocery store kind of is. You're not going to, there's no chance you're going in one time and so, and, and you know, you were an Oreo chips, Ahoy, just getting sweets and treats. And then you're going to be getting squash and zucchini. That's not happening. Sure. But sure. one by one, you might be taking off one plank and a different one. That's kind of the, the joy of the grocery store. Oh, the yeah, joy. This, this, this got a lot deeper than I thought it would. You really, uh, you really went into the deep end on this market. It did. Great list. I think probably your top, best top nine of all time. Thank you. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm not going to be able to top it, but I'm going to go for it. My number three that we talked about, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the butcher line. It's the, it's the cold cut line. Um, I love it. I love it for the, like you say, getting a number. Um, but I feel like most supermarkets that I go to these days don't have that anymore. It is more of a first come, first serve and kind of a – chaotic democracy where there's a mock line and, and you show up and and people are trying to figure out where the line starts. And that I do love. I love the chaos of figuring out who's going to be like an asshole and, and try to be like, I was here first. That's always fun. Love the drama of that. But the thing I love about it the most is if it's like a butcher in like a meat um, station or meat container, not container, a meat case. If this guy's got meat i like becoming friends with the butcher and asking him what's like the best piece of meat what does he recommend 
asking him about what he likes in the Nets game, you know, how's his sister-in-law doing, getting, really getting to know what's, what, what this guy or girl is all about, um, asking for some turkey and like once in a while maybe getting slipped a nice uh, oh, yeah. little taste, oh, little yeah. taste test, nothing better than that. It's, it's really where uh, the big supermarket, it's kind of has that hometown, small, small town feel when you get to talk to the, uh, the guy behind the counter. Yeah, you gotta love that. I, you are right. Taking a number might be more of like a 20th century thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. 20th century Fox. Nice. But I think it's because increasingly we're, humans are afraid of interacting with one, one another. Yeah. It's, I actually went to the supermarket today and there was me, a lady, and a guy. And, and I was there. The, the lady was there first and I was behind the lady. And the guy showed up and was like, where's the line start? Like, I'm not... I'm not going to try to cause the whole thing, but w- which way is the line going? It's like, and then the lady was like, uh, I'm just waiting for a sandwich, and he's next. And he was like, all right, if you don't get mad at me, I'm not getting mad at you. Like, <laughs> he was like preparing for a fight that was never going to happen, but he was, he was all flustered. Which I, I loved it. Yeah, you got to do love that. Your, your mode of operation is that the world is against you and that you got to <laughs> – yeah. you're ready to fight. It's just preparing at the grocery for a storm. storm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Stormy Daniels. But <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, so one thing I don't, or that I find interesting about this whole encounter is that sometimes you do get rushed. If there's no one there, someone might be like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know what I want. There's this breakfast sausage, there's all these different cuts of beef. I'm not sure. And then sometimes it's not visible, like what the things are. Sometimes I, I just some, – there are times if I'm not familiar with the grocery store, I get intimidated. Wow. I think that that's when you get lost in the, the wonders. You're, you're looking at like a piece of turkey and you're like, maybe I, maybe I, I oh, could be this kind of guy. Absolutely. I see, I'm going I, in there I see plan of attack. I see ground pork and I'm like, maybe I got to get this after I go to my Episcopalian church. <laughs> wow. I would love, yeah, I got a camera guy to follow you around the supermarket just to see the different versions of Lance that come come to come out. Yeah, that's that's really good. Wow. My number two, which kind of goes along with my mindset of when I go into a supermarket, my number two is crossing things off a list. In general, in life, I or like I, I, I like lists. Like I, I like having a daily list, crossing them off. Nothing better than crossing something off a list. And when I go to the supermarket, I usually have a list. And when I'm crossing things off, it's it's another it's a piece of relief. It's another thing of like, all right, that's done. Let's keep it moving. It's a great feeling. It's another way. It's another step towards getting to that feeling of having everything bagged up. But it's a little victory of crossing things off the list. And uh, that's why it's my number two on my Joe list. Yeah, it's progress. Your yeah, your Toyota moving forward. Exactly. That's a good um, one. I am not really a list person at grocery stores. Kate, Kate sometimes is. It depends. I, she's, I think she really is if we're – like so when we um, went to the Hamptons, like a few – we were getting stuff for everyone. So in that case, it made sense to have a list. Right. But it, it makes sense of not having a list if you're going with – if you're going with Kate, I get it. You guys are communicating. You guys are talking out loud. But I usually go by myself. So it's like on my way there, I'm thinking of things I'm going to get. And I've many times not gone on the list. I always forget like a couple of big items. 
Yeah. So just having a list is more efficient for me. Yeah, it is actually, it is really nice. We go together now and it, it is like a, it's like a communication. It's like, I'll get the berries and then we, we yeah. walk by the thing and like cauliflower. I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And right. Yeah, what are we going to have for dinner on Wednesday? We just get some, some dinner yeah. we need for, for sides. Yeah. And then if we do forget something, luck like we'll just go to um, Essex Street Market and, and uh, if, you know, we come back, we go, oh, I forgot that. We'll just go there and right. get that thing. Um, so yeah, so I guess that is a nice, a nice, uh, it is very different definitely going by yourself and going with someone else, but there are definitely pros and cons to both of them. Sure. Con Air. Con Ed. (laughs) Ed Helms. My number one, I don't think you're going to see this coming out of nowhere, but, but I think you should, especially in the heat of the summer, nothing better than this. The number one, my favorite thing about the supermarket is the air conditioning. Just how cold and crisp they keep that market. I've many times in Manhattan, like after an open mic in between another open mic or a show, I've ducked into a supermarket in the hot summer just to get into a cool environment. It's refreshing. Nothing better than the first step in when you're hot outside and you, you jump in. It's like a an, a pool of air that just wasps over you, gives a little shiver, gets some goosebumps. I love AC. I love how cold it is. Um it's 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 definitely my favorite aspect. Even in the wintertime, I love how cold they keep it. Uh, nothing better. It's just refreshing. It's just it, the feeling of walking around a cold supermarket just reminds me of like of just of good things, of good feelings, of, of of always being in a supermarket when it's cold. You can't beat it. I love it. That's a good one. Supermarkets definitely have great air circulation, and maybe that's one of the reasons why I am so fond of them. Because exactly, you got great oxygen flow. Of course, and you're thinking straight. That is a good move to just duck into a supermarket. I've done that many times, and no one's ever looking at you being like, "Well, maybe that's a little privilege on my part because I'm a, a white guy." But no one's ever looking at me being like, "What's he doing? Like just wandering around with nothing in his." I usually don't have a cart. I'm just wandering around. Some supermarkets have sections where you can hang out. You know the Morton Williams by the Lantern. It's on Bleecker mm, Street. Yeah, I do. They have I don't an area hang out section. They have an area after you check out where there's like tables and it's literally just old people from, you know, I guess they're $40 a month rent controlled apartment. You just hang out there and I think play cards or sometimes just sit. That sounds beautiful. I could definitely be into that. Yeah. So nice. I think a previous version of both of us are, are there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Give me some good AC and unlimited groceries. Yeah. Unlimited, unlimited too. <laughs> Beautiful. I think that was a great top nine. That was a good top nine. I'm gonna now. We're gonna do our our segment of uh, Wack Goldberg and Kate reveal our picks. Yeah, let's do it. You want me to go? Sure. Wack had some very good ones, and I will say this: I've never been in a supermarket with Wack. Never in my life. Me and Wack have never gone grocery shopping together. So, I would I would give him he guessed six of them. I would give him two, almost two and a half, two out of six. But you could really say two and a half. So this might be his best performance. So he said, hmm. one having exactly less than fifteen items for the express checkout, which we That's didn't have. One. That's a good one. I said, where are you going? Where there's fifteen for the express checkout? I thought it was ten. He's, yeah, I thought he, it was like eight or ten. He said he's seen fifteen, and I thought, well, maybe I'm just conditioned to think it's ten, and I never actually looked. 
I actually, I think I, I agree with you. I think it's around eight or ten. I actually don't like the express checkout. I only only go if I'm getting three things. If I'm getting like eight, it, it gets me nervous. I'm like, is this express? You're right on the line. You're right on the line, and I feel like, at least for me, I'm I'm going to the supermarket not for like I'm stocking up. I'm filling up my fridge with stuff. I'm not, I'm not usually going for a couple of staples. No. If I'm yeah, if, if I'm if I'm just getting some a couple of staples, I'm going to Office Max. Exactly. That was easy. Yeah. Number number two, I got the dance you do or wax got the dance you do in trying to navigate around a cart. And I yeah. feel like that's what you kind of had that basically with the driving yeah. the cart. I like that. That's an equi- that counts. Equivalent. I can't count it. Number three. So you didn't have this, but I feel like your number one was in the spirit of this. The blast of cold air entering the frozen food section. Oh. Yeah, I mean that's it. That that's that's the money shot. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you had like your number one. That's the best version of, of what your number one was. Exactly, hundred percent. Number four, the entire meat deli counter experience. It's wow, whack. Getting called boss, which is <laughs> true. Whack. <laughs> Strong whack. Yeah. Number five, uh, trying to figure out how prices work and somehow spending more. That's something that okay. I do. That was a good one, I thought. Because yeah. I'm always like, especially if it's a situation where we're not getting certain things, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good one. We're going to be under this amount of money, and then it's more. I'm like, come on. You mean like like budgeting beforehand of trying to be like, this is how much I'm going to spend, and then, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm terrible at that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, uh, I forget what I was going to say. Okay. I was reading wax and then I got to, I can't multitask because I'm a man. We, we've already talked about this. Uh, yep. Number six, he says free samples, RIP. Which free samples, I feel like, unless it's Costco, it's a little bit of a false idol. It depends on, like, there used to, I used to go to a place in the city, Agata e Valentina. It's like an Italian yeah, market. Yeah. I used to go there just for their cheese samples. I used to, like, because I used to live by there, I would go in just to duck in for a cheese sample because they would have a great cheese. A new cheese every day. That's good to know. When this opens back up, I might. Uh, it's the one on uh, like University Place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good cheese. Good to know. I got olives there one time. Great. And olives. yeah, I just ate them all like as I was walking. Beautiful. Yeah. Pop them. Pop them. Yeah, stop. it was kind of like when you leave McDonald's in a car and you eat all the fries. Right. The fresh. The fresh olives. Yeah. You can't deny the the fresh hot olive. <laughs> yeah, and he said his number one. Is being able to carry forty three plastic bags at once. <laughs> that was funny. That's a really good one. He also said, uh, "I asked him because last week you talked about playing golf, and I asked him how you would describe he would describe your golf game." Oh he no! Says, Why'd you ask that? Jesse's golf game is like shrimp parm. You aren't sure if it existed. The range of quality is extreme, but you always get a story out of it. I, I choose not to comment. <laughs> I choose. I choose to. I don't comment. Jesse, don't comment. Jesse's afraid of commenting because he might get suspended by the podcast league if he makes. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, that was my first time playing golf in two years. Whack! I'll take a shrimp parm. I will not take a shrimp parm. Seafood with parmesan is disgusting. But let's go into Kate Lance's mate Kate's picks. Uh, this is an interesting one. She had some great uh, picks, but nothing like right on the ball. Yeah, she said she she said she had no idea. She's like, I have no idea what you're going to say. And she it's did. a tough one, tough one to predict. 
One of them, she was completely off on. The number one, she, she said, ha-ha, this is a funny one. Here's some guesses. Her first one, she said, is other shoppers asking him to get things off the top shelf since he's tall. So she thought that you would like that when, in fact, this is one of your biggest pet peeves of the supermarket, correct? Yeah, it's definitely one of my peeves, the poltergeist from Harry Potter. I mean, I, I, I side with Kate here. I mean, you being a tall guy, you should kind of, I thought you would lean into it. But we went over this. You know, like, It's all about tone, tone low. Uh, number two is samples. Talk, let's talk about samples. Uh, love samples. Can't get enough of samples. But you didn't have samples. Sample Hills Creamery. Nice. I, th- I mean, samples don't really exist now in Corona time, so it makes sense that it wasn't on your list. And, yeah, I, I mean, it, I understand. Like, I eat every – it makes sense why, they, why Kate would pick that because if there is a sample, I'm not going to not eat it. Right. So any – observer would think oh well this guy loves samples because he goes he gets the samples and then like peter griffin and family guy he dresses up in a fake mustache and goes again that's like <laughs> yeah. me but i don't I, I, there, there always feels like a i don't know I, I feel a little bit um like if i don't get the thing i'd feel bad yeah so i don't like it's that. like a new item and they explain they walk you through it yeah i'm never gonna get the thing yeah and the other, the last one was finding something random slash exciting that he wasn't planning on getting, and planning a meal around it. Which that's a great one. It, it's a great one. It, it is kind of like your number one of like how you see different things and it could be different personalities of being like getting something random and then and then being inspired to do a, a meal around it. Yeah, I mean that is something that I love doing. I didn't think of it. I think that would would be on my top nine if I had thought about it. I mean, it is one of the. It is great. It's a great one. We got these uh, graffiti eggplants the other day, and that's what we're doing. Beautiful. What kind of eggplant? Roasted, toasted. We're gonna do like a pasta. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and graffiti. And now there's no funding to clean up graffiti, so we're just getting them in egg, eggplants. Has Banksy put some art on your eggplant? I, I think so. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. You got any ads? I do got an ad this week. This week, we are sponsored by Wallbounds. Let me just pull it up, pull up the copy that they sent us. All right, Wallbounds, supermarkets, Wallbounds. Are you in the 20th century? Do you like buying chickens from Dial Poultry, the company started by eventual Gambino crime boss, Paul Castellano? Well, then you'll love Wallbounds. Get your Frosted Flakes here, as well as physical copies of newspapers. Think Mayor Lindsay ran New York into the ground? We do, too. But Koch isn't any better. Wallbaums has prices that are okay, and a lot of the stuff probably isn't organic because nobody cared back then. Unless you're moving in with your significant other before you got married, that was a big deal. But otherwise, you got your food and you smoked your Winston cigarette. Capiche? Wallbaums. Humans are slightly different in different time periods. <laughs> nice. Wow. You got deep at the end also. Shout out to Wallbaums. Thanks for supporting the pod. Thanks, Wallbaums. Support Wallbaums. Went yeah. to Wallbaums many a time growing up. It's interesting they have an ad since they went out of business in 2015, I believe, but always good to see Wallbombs. Always good. Yeah. Always good. I guess they're just trying to keep the spirit of Wallbombs alive, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah. And great, uh, great place to, to promote the spirit is here on Braze Bits. Jesus Christ. On my, on my advertisement today, it's not, it's not my advertisement, it's the advertisement for the pod. Today's episode of Braze Bits is brought to you by a new video game. Do you like the supermarket? Do you love pushing the cart? Check out our new game, Supermarket Super Mario Kart. 
Take your, your favorite Mario Kart character, mine happens to be Luigi, and race up and down the aisles against your friends. Don't slip on a banana peel, but also don't forget to grab some bananas while you're at it. Racing and shopping? What's better than that? Supermarket Super Mario Kart. It's a me, a Supermarket Mario. Luigi! <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, new video game for all those gamer Razorbacks out there. I was a Toad guy. You were a Toad guy? Yoshi. I love, I love Lou. I'm a Weege fan. I definitely like Lou better than, than Mario. Are you Mario or Mario? Mario. Mario. He's fool, me Mario. Fools with Mario. Mario. Nobody. Yeah. He's Mario all day. Yeah. Mario Lemieux. Yeah. All right, let's groove into our, our hybrid segment. Is that a QAB? Let's do it. You go first. All right. You go, you go first. Me. Grab that thing from the grocery right now. You go. You do it. <laughs> I'll get a nice. I'll get some nice turkey first. I'll go up first to get on base. My is that a QAB is this past weekend. I went to the uh, the beach, and you know me. I'm a big beach bum. I love I love the beach. I'm an ocean guy. I'm going to the beach my whole life. Um, growing up, I used to be a a boogie board guy. I used to love bringing a boogie board and and, and riding the waves. Now that I'm 30 years old, I I haven't brought a boogie board to the beach and probably at least four years. Um, but every time I go, I'm like, I kind of wish I had my, my boogie board. And this past weekend, I saw like a 55-year-old like man bringing a boogie board to the beach, and he did not give a flying F about how he looked. And I saw him riding waves in the ocean. He looked like he was having the best time of his life. He was loving it. He was, he was, riding, he was riding the waves like a veteran. Nobody can tell him no. Um, and I was super jealous. So I just raised the question, is that a QAB? Is bringing a boogie board to the beach after a certain age QAB? And I, I'm starting to think after seeing this guy, I don't think it's QAB. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like he's having some great boogie days. He is. I mean, boogie days translate to boogie nights. Yeah, i never seen that. Great movie, really good. You would enjoy it. Actually, I don't know. It's a really good movie. I like McFarlane. I like uh, PTA. I think he has some good meetings. <laughs> the best meetings. Yeah, I really liked uh, Magnolia. That's a movie. Magnolia Bakery, also. Uh, there will be blood. Right, that's like that one. I liked a lot, but I also feel like it's gotten this interesting cultural where like people who like like if you like that movie, then like you like you're like a deep movie person you know what i mean right i do know what you mean i i i saw that with my friends we snuck into the theater after seeing another movie and we walked out of that one we tried to do it like a double feature yeah you walked out of there will be blood yeah it shows um it's just like about uh like a psychopath like you know i think what people people try to be great and then what what is drink y'all milk (laughs) yeah my name is daniel plainview this is my son, the partner H.W. Plainview. I'm an oil man, see? But today, I'm on my quest for my second love. The ultimate milkshake. That was like an SNL sketch. That's pretty good. Only... Thanks. Uh, the one about Scientology with Philip Seymour Hoffman. That was also solid. Uh, anyway, um, so... Where to... Oh, boogie boarding. Boogie, boogie yeah. days. I don't know. I've never been a boogie boarder. I do think that it is primarily a 7 to 22-year-old activity. 
24 even. Yeah. Say 24. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the reason why I haven't been bringing it the past few years is more just like I have other things to carry. And it's like one fingering a boogie board is a big thing to carry. Yeah, I know. You got to carry your chair, bring in towels, bring in. Bring in your pail and your sandcastle thing. Exactly. That, that's that's the bare essentials. I'm making a sandcastle no matter what anybody says. Yeah, that's definitely the bare essentials. Bear Stearns. <laughs> yeah, uh, David Stern, rest in peace. But I think that I might, on occasion now, if I'm feeling. I'm feeling like having a ride in a couple ways. I might bring my boogie board back and not really give a flying F what people think. Yeah, you could you could bring DeMarcus Cousins back. I want a boogie. I've been doing I've been riding I've been body surfing, which is like it's also fun and it's like it's a little bit harder. But there's nothing better like grabbing the boogie board and, and just hit, having a nice full wave and then landing on the sand on your stomach, it's it's the best. Yeah, I think as long as you're not wreaking havoc, as long as you're not causing problems for others, I think, why not? Yeah. It's more of a me issue. It's more of my, my own insecurity but I, how I, I look. I see where it's coming from because it is, on first glance, it might be QAB. But I think, I think if, you just, <laughs> if you lean into it, Sheryl Sandberg, you're going to be good. That's fair. Yeah, I'll let you know how it goes the rest of the summer. All right. Sanders. Um, uh, so my QAB, it's again, it's kind of on similar lines, but I just can't get over. I, I, I go back and forth. So we took, I took my first public transit. Subway? Virus, bus. Drumbettis. Nice. And in the morning to, to get the car that we took to, to Beacon. So gotcha. we took it in the morning and it was fine. Everyone was respectful. Um, actually a lot of like nurses and stuff, everyone was following the rules. And then we took it on the way home and it was later, it was like nine thirty. close to not chaos, but everyone gave up. It was the end of the day and people just gave up a lot of people wearing masks that weren't like covering their, so it was like covering half their face. So it defeated the purpose. Yeah. And then there's one guy who came on with a cape, which, you know, in normal times love a cape on a bus in New York city. But he had a cape, wasn't really wearing the mask, uh, had all had like two shoes and was like laying it out, no mask, like had this really long hair. Two shoes is not he had two shoes. That's not crazy. Two, pair, pair, two shoes? pairs of shoes. Was carrying oh, was carrying <laughs> two additional pairs of shoes. Gotcha. Had, <laughs> You're like, this guy's got two shoes on his feet. Yeah. And then he like had very long hair and was like like put took put it he had like a ponytail thing and then he, he took it down, he started like whipping it all around. Yikes. And it was, you combine that with like everyone, like not everyone on the bus, but like enough people on the bus not following the rules. It was disheartening, you know, because it's cl- your close quarters. There's not, there's no social distancing on the bus. So when we got off the bus, and we were gonna, we walked home. But we were like, let's just walk the rest of it. We were kind of close to our apartment. We would have gotten off like a stop later, but we could like, just walk. And then we just walked through the Lower East Side, and it was complete madness. Like so many people just out. Um, like you know, uh, all the bars like no one was following the rules, and it was enough. So I understand you can't expect everyone to follow these social distancing rules, but what I found disheartening was that there seemed to be a critical mass of people who are not to the point where you combine that with like people are now coming back from hot states, you know, to go back for college or maybe they were just in you know went home to Georgia for a bunch of months and now they're coming back. 
like enough enough people not following the rules combined with that it's like to me there's no chance that the second wave isn't going to happen right and i hope i'm wrong but it's like i don't know like for for bars right like of course it's been horrible and and bars need to make money bartenders need to make money but it's also like there's the rules and, and just like how hard is it for I mean, it's, I think it's a little bit on the establishments, but I think it's mostly on, and people, it's like, there's no, it's like all ages, all races. I feel like there's no, like this type of person is a bigger, like, it's not like it's like 22 year old girls or it's like older men, you know, it's like, it's every right. type of person I feel like. And, and then it makes me think, I'm like, am I just wrong thinking that we should just be cautious? Like, it makes right. me question if I'm just being like this crazy condescending person and I, I feel like even a few weeks ago we're, so we're recording this it's going to come out what the uh, last week in july july mm-hmm. like this is july what 27th today 28th um mm-hmm. and i feel like even a month ago it seemed like okay this thing is slowly going to die out but clearly as cases keep rising and rising in so many states it we're never it's never going to stop if we keep playing this pinball like you know what i mean I know exactly what you mean. I've been, it's, it's like we talked about it last week. You sent me that uh, article from the Atlantic, the cognitive dissonance. It's like uh, people are just choosing not some, either the people are choosing not to face reality or they don't believe reality or they're in denial. It's uh or they don't, they think that it's not going to affect them. Maybe they don't know anybody personally that's been affected by it. It's just, uh, it's ultimately really sad. And I'm, I'm in the same boat. It makes you question yourself being like, am I being, overly cautious i actually just watched sebastian maniscalco puts like these vlogs sometimes on youtube and he kind of had the same sentiment of being like i see online like all my friends like going on vacations and like going on like trips and seeing their family and i haven't done anything in like so long like is this just me is this just me am i going crazy what get out of here what are these people doing what are you doing just make gestures at home a lot in the room. Social distance. I gotta make my gestures. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people feel the same way. You gonna stay uh, in an Airbnb? You crazy? Airbnb? I can't see my ma, my dad. What are you doing? You gotta cook linguine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough times. I don't I don't know if New York will. Tough times. It's tough times. I don't know if New York. If we get a second wave, I don't. I don't know if people are gonna are gonna follow this guy down. Follow follow a lockdown again. I don't know. It might be another revolution. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. It's it's. Uh, and then I'm not gonna call anyone out, but like there's situations, and I'm sure you're dealing with the same thing. Sometimes there, like there's responsible ways to do this, right? Like golfing, like, I think is is the well probably the best way to actually like socialize if yep. if that's what if you're if you like golf because it, it is built in that it's easy to social distance but, right you know um but i mean especially with me the way i play i'm i'm <laughs> social distancing from everyone but um like fishing i don't know there's like certain things you could do that are like you can still do stuff you know but yeah but i don't know there's friends who like put like you see with everyone, some friends are putting other friends in positions, just exactly. like terrible positions where either you have to be a, you have to go along and like kind of put 
yourself, but really put everyone. Like the, the thing is, it's like you're putting by being individually selfish, you're putting everyone in harm's way. Um, right. Or you have to just like be an asshole. And exactly, like, be, be the outlier, being like, a, be a negative Nancy, but then ruin a vibe. Maybe like I don't want to go along with that, which is not easy. Yeah, and then it's like sometimes I'm like, well, is it your, is it my place to to do this? Right. You know. Um, so it's it's tough and it's it's frustrating. It's very frustrating. So it is questionable at best. Absolutely, definitely agree. Yeah. Solid. Want to bring in the Sandman? Let's do it. A three, a two, a one, two, three, four. What? How? Come on, Ellen. Absolutely beautiful, elegant, elegant. Bring on the closer theme song. Braze bits number thirty-six, Lance. What do you got to plug? Six times six, thirty-six. Braze bits. Um, what do I have to plug? Nothing really right now, other than the pod. I'm working on a few things in the kitchen. They, it sounds more exciting maybe than it is, but maybe in a few weeks I'll have some things to plug a bit more. Um, and then send in your questions. Thank you, Nate and Pod Shape, and thank you, uh, Secret Life of Alex Wack Goldberg and Seidel. Yeah, and anonymous thank otter. Thank you to Brazerback. It's interesting. Also, we're seeing Brazerbacks who we might not interact with on Pod as much. I mean, we love our top Brazerbacks. It's always nice to get more people in the mix. You know, the best. Um, yeah, so send us questions. Again, you could email us at bracebits at gmail or DM us on Instagram or just, if you know us, text us. Um, yeah. yeah, send us questions and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Samsies, send us questions. Send us some top nine recommendations. Um, yeah. Follow us on social media. Yeah, that's follow us on social media. Uh, yeah. Sounds Gucci. Thanks for listening, everybody, to episode 36, six times six. Thank you, and we'll see you at the grocery store. Socially distanced. Peace. See ya.